Good morning, it's Wednesday, February 13th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on this morning's front page. President Obama vows push to lift the middle class. A bitter divide as Senate panel endorses Hegel, and a fire, a shot, and a fugitive is found dead. In today's national headlines, Republicans aim for a mostly calmer face. College health plans adapt for transgender students, and Obama order gives companies cyber threat information. In today's business headlines, a common effort on immigration overhaul. Drug industry sees abuse in a discount program, and banks are told to review their own foreclosures. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, too, a roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story, Obama vows push to lift the middle class. Reported by Mark Landler. President Obama, seeking to put the prosperity and promise of the middle class at the heart of his second-term agenda, called on Congress Tuesday to raise the federal minimum wage to $9 an hour, saying that would lift millions out of poverty and energize the economy. In an assertive State of the Union address, Obama declared it was our generation's task to reignite the true engine of America's economic growth, a rising, thriving middle class. The increase in the minimum wage from $7.25 an hour now is the most tangible of a raft of initiatives laid out by the President, from education and energy to public works projects. Taken together, Obama said, these investments would accelerate the nation's recovery by helping those in the broad middle class. Raising the minimum wage holds particular political appeal for younger Americans, struggling workers and labor groups, all of which were important to Obama's re-election. Speaking to a divided Congress, Obama declared, Together we've cleared away the rubble of crisis and say with renewed confidence that the state of our nation is stronger. He urged lawmakers to act on immigration, climate change, budget negotiations, and gun violence, delivering an emotional appeal for stricter controls that drew on recent tragedies like the schoolhouse massacre in Newtown, Connecticut. They deserve a vote, Obama declared over and over, gesturing to victims of various shootings scattered throughout the audience. Republicans quickly rejected Obama's activist approach, saying it would inevitably translate into higher taxes and an excessive government role, strangling economic growth. Still, in selecting Senator Marco Rubio, a Cuban-American from Florida, to deliver their party's official rebuttal, Republicans implicitly acknowledged the damage they had suffered at the polls from their hardline stance on immigration. Rubio, one of the party's rising stars, favors overhauling immigration laws, though he did not mention it on Tuesday. Instead, Rubio complained that Obama's solution to virtually every problem we face is for Washington to tax more, borrow more, and spend more. In a speech dominated by domestic issues, Obama admonished North Korea a day after it tested a nuclear weapon. He warned the country's reclusive government that it faced further isolation, swift retaliation, and the United States bent on improving its own missile defense systems. As new threats erupted, however, old threats were receding, Obama said. He announced, for example, that 34,000 troops would return home from Afghanistan by this time next year. That withdrawal, representing slightly more than half the current American force, 
underlined his resolve to wind down the second war of his presidency as quickly as he did the one in Iraq. Obama did not match the lofty tone of his inauguration speech, but the address was clearly intended to be its workmanlike companion.